welcome to another episode of the Wire to Wire podcast. As always, it's me, your host Yusuf. This will be a fun and interesting episode. So without further ado, let's just get right to it. So I've previously done an episode. It was called The Power of Independence. And this came out around the time that Kwame Brown, the former NBA player, really just blew up on YouTube after defending himself against Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. So they got at him a couple of times on their podcast, and he came with epic responses. Not only did he break the internet, but really he became a glitch in the matrix. He was someone that was an insider in the professional sports world, and he exposed how things truly operate behind the scenes in regards to the league and the mainstream media. So it's interesting since I did that episode, the numbers are showing that mainstream media numbers are actually declining, but I'll address that later in the segment. Anyways, since that time, he's made a lot of enemies along the way, and around the end of December, he had a back and forth with former NBA All-Star Gilbert Arenas. So they were part of the same draft class, and they used to be teammates in the early 2000s on the Washington Wizards. Well, Gilbert Arenas appeared on Vlad TV last month, and he was asked about Kwame Brown. And based on the way the question was asked, it was pretty obvious that Vlad was trying to prod him to say something negative about Kwame. What ended up happening was Arenas made a backhanded compliment about him, and Kwame caught it, and this led to them having an online back and forth that is still currently going on. Now, after listening to both sides, I did notice three things that I'd like to share with you guys. So, the first thing that I noticed was that every time Gilbert would talk about Kwame in interviews, he would act as though he's being sympathetic, but really, he's being condescending and taking cheap shots at him. Now, I'm sure we've come across people like this who act as though they care, and on the surface, it seems like they're being kind. But if you really listen closely, it's actually meant to do the opposite. I'm sure a lot of you listening have been on the receiving end of backhanded compliments or low-key condescending remarks. Now, I know I have, and Kwame has been there too, and he called them out on it, and rightfully so. Now, another thing I noticed was that Kwame was bringing up a time when he had a girl that he was dealing with, and Gilbert would be on the side talking bad about Kwame to her. Now, keep in mind when this was going on, they were teammates at the time, and Gilbert was doing this to try to get with her for himself. Now, this is a very dirty tactic that a lot of men deploy and they do it far too often, unfortunately. If you're a dude listening right now, then this probably happened to you at some point. And if you're a dude listening that deploys these kind of tactics, either fix up and stop doing it, or stop listening, because my show is not for people like you. Now, there's two lessons that I take from this. The first is that money isn't everything when it comes to becoming the complete man. You have to be a complete package. And in order to become that complete package, you have to have self-confidence and genuinely love yourself. 
you have to also be on point when it comes to your looks, physique, how you dress, your grooming, and you have to either be working towards making money or be making money already. You also have to be the kind of man that people can respect, both men and women. Most importantly, you have to have game and know how to talk to women and know how to move around women. So Gilbert Arenas had the money and the fame and he was an NBA all-star, but he still had to resort to doing those kind of things to get with girls. Now, why is that? It's because he was clearly lacking in all of the other departments. And you can just tell from seeing him in interviews and how he moves that he's a clownish, happy-go-lucky type of guy and he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. So I'm not surprised to find out that he's an insecure person that does stuff like this. It's actually pretty evident. Now, if someone has to tear down others or talk bad about others to try to get themselves ahead, that means that they clearly have an issue within themselves. They're insecure. And you know what? When you're someone that genuinely loves yourself or you're happy with who you are, unfortunately, these are some of the type of people that you're going to attract. Because a lot of people, for the most part, are insecure and they are unhappy. So they can't stand or even understand how or why someone else is able to be secure and happy within themselves. It bothers them. So they try to come around you to get close to you so they can try to bring you down little by little. It's very sick and twisted. And that's why it's so important to be able to recognize this early and cut these people loose or keep them at a far distance. And I've had plenty of experiences with people like this. And they get bothered that I don't give them the opportunity to get close. When they ask me why, I simply just tell them, I don't fuck with you like that. That's it. End of discussion. So I get where Kwame is coming from and why he's kept Gilbert Arenas at a distance since they were teammates. The third thing I noticed is that whenever Kwame discusses the real issues that he has with Gilbert, he immediately brings the conversation back to basketball. Now this is classic media training. So Kwame Brown was a first pick drafted by Michael Jordan and the media, especially Stephen A. Simp, immediately depicts him as a bust. Now if you've made it to the NBA and you've earned tens of millions of dollars, you cannot be a bust. So that's already a BS narrative. But if that is the case and he is a bust, why is he being talked about for nearly 20 years by these same outlets? Just think about that. When does society ever talk about something being bad for that long? Now, if I asked you, what was the worst movie or the worst album that came out 20 years ago? Would you even know the answer to that? Do we ever talk about that as a society? Now, the answer to these questions are obviously no, because we don't care about the stuff that's bad. People don't pay attention to the bad stuff. There's no awards show for creating something trash. People only care about the good shit. So if Kwame was so bad like they say he is, why is he still being discussed? If he was a bust, was he the only one to ever play in the NBA that was a bust? Of course not. So clearly there's a deeper issue. It's because he came right out of high school 
and college basketball couldn't make money off of him. Now, if you know sports, you know that NCAA generates a lot of revenue in the billions. And they benefited greatly when the NBA stopped allowing players to come straight from high school to the NBA. So there is an economic motive here. So clearly there is a personal issue if he's still being discussed 20 years later. And every time Kwame brings up real life issues that he has with him, Gilbert always takes it back to basketball because that is how the mainstream media operates. Gilbert is mainstream. Kwame Brown is independent. They use red herrings to change the narrative so they can control the story and spin it how they want to. But you know what? Kudos to the people and the listeners because they're waking up and these legacy media outlets are in trouble. It's the independent media creators like me, like Kwame, and many others out there who are giving different perspectives. And that's why I say Kwame was a glitch in the matrix, because he really put it on blast and said what the mainstream sports media will do. And they literally went on to do everything that he said they would. So this situation, as funny as it is, it speaks to what I believe is a larger issue that we can all learn from. We need to be more mindful to distinguish genuine concern from condescending remarks. We also need to learn that to become the best version of ourselves, we cannot just rely on one thing, but focus on all aspects. Also, we need to be mindful of the people who try to bring us down and the company that we keep around us. And lastly, we all need to be mindful of the information that we're consuming. We shouldn't just focus on what's being said or what's being addressed, but we should also focus on what's not being said and what's not being addressed. Now that's it for this topic. We'll take a quick break and I'll be back with more. So Tristan Thompson recently went on Instagram and admitted that he fathered a child and apologized to Chloe. So after denying the news initially for quite some time, he confirmed it after completing a paternity test. Now, I'm not really into the whole celebrity gossip thing, but you know how I do on this podcast. I want to use this as a foundation to have a larger conversation. Now, I personally believe the struggle in today's dating market is that people aren't honest with themselves and they're not honest with each other about what they're looking for. People either don't know what they want or they're not honest with themselves about where they are in their life. Now what they do is they put themselves in these situations that only cause harm and damage to one another. So for example, I personally believe that as a man, you shouldn't even consider a serious relationship until you have stable income, have money saved up, and you're consistently doing the work to become a well-rounded man, like I discussed in the earlier segment, and that you're actually ready to be serious. I also believe that women shouldn't get into serious relationships if they're dealing with a lot of emotional baggage and they haven't done the work that they needed to do to become better individuals. Now, if both parties cannot be aligned on something like this, then you're just wasting each other's time. And this ties into a message that I constantly push on this podcast, which is self-awareness. So be real with yourself 
and with others. So Tristan Thompson is in the NBA. He's making money and he's a young dude. So you already know that you're going to have a lot of groupies and side chicks. So if he was going to date a woman like Chloe seriously, who is older than him, then he should have just been real and let her know from the jump that he wanted to see other women. If she's cool with it, then you guys do your thing. If she's not, then you either let her go or you give up the side chicks. Just be real. But he didn't do that. And now you're constantly embarrassing her and yourself because you keep having these side relationships. And then you're copying please on IG. And this is what he said. Chloe, you don't deserve this. You don't deserve the heartache and humiliation I have caused you. You don't deserve the way I have treated you over the years. My actions certainly have not lined up with the way I view you. I have the utmost respect and love for you, regardless of what you may think. Again, I am so incredibly sorry. So you can say you have love and respect, but your actions clearly don't show that. And to be real, you're going out sad, bro. Then you have her ex, Lamar Odom, trying to simp and white knight his way into this situation by saying that she deserves better. But bro, when you were with her, you did the exact same thing. So you're no different than him. And I'm not out here caping for women either because they're just as responsible for the current dating dynamics being the way they are. It takes two to tango. And a lot of their issues is the same thing. They're not being honest with themselves and they lack that self-awareness. A lot of women nowadays talk to multiple dudes at once and they're not transparent about it. So I think men should do the same thing. If you're talking to a girl and both of you are in agreement that you're just dating around and doing your own thing, then that's cool. But once it's time to be in a serious, committed relationship, if that's your sort of thing, then that's where the communication is necessary. Both parties have to know themselves. Both parties have to be self-aware enough to know whether or not they're ready for it. And they have to be open about what they want out of it. That's where you communicate the boundaries and the expectations. Now, if either person is looking for fun, then let it be known. That way, no one can get mad when it's just about having fun. If one person is looking for something serious and the other just wants to have fun, then let it be known. So the person who wants to pursue something serious can decide whether or not they still want to continue. And if they decide to continue and they end up getting hurt in the end, that's their fault. If both parties want something serious, but one of them, or even both of them, are doing shit outside the relationship that was never discussed prior, then they're just wasting each other's time. And no one benefits when that happens. But unfortunately, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, some people are insecure and uncomfortable with being alone, so they seek these frivolous relationships. So in this case, Tristan is wrong because he never communicated with Chloe from the jump that she would have to share him. If he did tell her that and she still ended up feeling hurt, then that's her fault because she already knew what he was on. But based on his apology and conduct, it's very clear that he never communicated such a thing. So he has to take an L on this. And by the way, if he keeps getting himself involved in Kardashian-type scandals like this, 
and his production on the court drops, he can easily find himself out of the NBA because teams will see him as more of a headache than he's actually worth. Now, I know he played for Boston before, but I didn't even know that he ended up in Sacramento. And he was already a role player, but now he's becoming a marginal player. So he better fix himself up before he's on the outside looking in. And I'm going to end with this. Actions tell you everything. So don't just pay attention to words. Now, I see a lot of men online and even men that I know personally that complain about getting mixed signals from women and they're unsure whether or not she likes them. But fellas, understand this. A woman that likes you will let it be known. You don't have to apply pressure, chase after her, or try to make her realize that you were the one for her all along. If she likes you, she will let it be known through her actions. So if you think you're getting mixed signals, it's actually a very clear signal. She's not into you. But that's enough on that topic. We'll take a quick break and I'll be back with more. On Friday, January 7th, The weekend will be dropping his latest album, Don FM. So far, he's released the album trailer, the cover art, track listing, and a sneak peek of the album. So he's basically released everything except the album itself. The sneak peek features the song Starry Eyes, and it shows a younger version of himself beating up the elder version of himself. Now, this is a theme that we've seen by the weekend before. If you remember, in the Tell Your Friends video, he's seen burying another version of himself. In the Starboy video, it shows the current version of himself with a haircut, killing the one that had the signature dread. And in my estimation, these videos represent some kind of rebirth, a killing of the old to make way for the new. So this album seems to be following that trend. But Don FM has guest appearances by Jim Carrey, Lil Wayne, Tyler the Creator, and Quincy Jones. So here are my thoughts and expectations for this album. I'm most looking forward to the Jim Carrey feature and the work done by Quincy Jones, believe it or not. So in the trailers, you heard Jim Carrey speak. So I'm imagining that he will narrate the album or certain parts of it similar to how Jerry Seinfeld narrated Wale's album, or how Morgan Freeman narrated 21 Savage's project, or how Dave Chappelle contributed to Big Sean's Detroit project. So it'll be cool to see how he's incorporated into the album. Also, Quincy Jones made a lot of classics with Michael Jackson. Basically every classic in Michael Jackson's catalog had something to do with Quincy Jones. So it'll be interesting to see the depth of his work with The Weeknd, who is at his musical peak right now. Now, in my estimation, he is the closest thing, talent-wise, that we've seen to Michael Jackson. Now, let me be clear. I don't think that he will ever become better because Michael was just something else, and he is my all-time favorite artist. But The Weeknd is the closest artist that we've ever seen and will ever see to him. And right now, he is the best artist, and it's really not even close. The way he creates these stories and characters around the music is just something that we don't see other artists doing right now. 
And I believe once he releases this album, he's only going to further that gap between him and everyone else. Now, the only part that I'm not really thrilled about, and I'll be honest about this, is the features. One of the things I enjoyed about After Hours is that it had no features and it made the album much more cohesive in its flow and storytelling, especially with the artists that he's working with. So Tyler, the creator, he's an artist that I don't really listen to. Now, I won't say that he's trash, but I will say that his music is not my cup of tea at all. When DJ Khaled called his music weird, I completely agree with that sentiment, just not for me. I personally would have preferred that he didn't be on this album, but it is what it is. So he will be featured on a track called Here We Go Again. Now the Lil Wayne feature is going to be on a song called I Heard You're Married. Now this appearance has the potential to be pretty cool. And don't get it twisted, Lil Wayne is one of my all-time favorite artists. I just personally hope that his verse matches the theme or story that the song is telling. Now I remember on the Starboy album, that came out back in 2016. The weekend had a track on it called All I Know. And the song started out fire. But then when Future came on, he just ruined the whole song. His verse was straight trash. Like he was talking about killing and just all types of shit that had nothing to do with the song. And I honestly thought that the weekend should have taken him out. But I get why he didn't. He kept that verse out of respect and name recognition. But this is the most anticipated album, so it's good that it's coming out this early in the year. Now, I believe that he's going to set the bar really high, and I don't think anyone will top it. So my expectation is that this will be the best album to come out this year. The Weeknd has been very active with music, dropping singles, appearing as a guest on many other singles, and his album After Hours dropped almost two years ago, and there were several music videos attached to that project. And then on top of that, he did the Super Bowl performance last year. So he's been really active the past two years. So I think we'll get some visuals for this album. Then he'll go on a stadium tour later this year. And I think once he's done all that, he'll eventually take a sabbatical from music for at least two to three years. And during that time, he'll focus more on the show that he's currently developing with HBO. So enjoy this album rollout while it's here and enjoy the album itself. I'll do an episode after to give my honest review of the album. Probably sometime next week I'll put that out. So stay tuned for that. But that's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Wire to Wire podcast. Be sure to share and subscribe. You can also check out my books, including my latest one, Quarantine Thoughts, available at all retailers. The link is in the description. Until next time.